Episode 224, Supporting Student Adjustment. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kathy from the Kindergarten Kiosk Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Educators, it's Gretchen of Always a Lesson, host here of the Empowering Educators podcast. My goal is to ensure that you stay empowered to hone your craft today, tomorrow, and always. We are losing too many great teachers to other professions completely. So I'm doing my best to provide guidance and inspiration so that you can retain your elite educator status and impact students and colleagues for generations to come. I'm excited to be in your ear today talking about easing the process of adjustment for students. 2020 has just really hit us all in ways we couldn't have imagined. We've all had to pivot and adjust without much warning. And the difference between us adults and children is that we have life experience that has helped us cope with adjustment. We've got tools to use and past experiences to lean on as we navigate an adjustment. But students don't have that kind of arsenal built up yet. And so it's our jobs as the leaders in their life to support them during an adjustment. That way they can come out on the other side successful. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you a few ideas for how to support students during periods of adjustment. We're going to talk a little bit about virtual learning, COVID-19 life, and more. So turn up the volume, rewind when you need to. This one is going to help us all. I always love to start an episode with the rationale of you know, where these ideas come from. Why do I feel it's important to talk about them with you today? And a good friend of mine and I have chatted over the years through Voxer. If you've not heard of that, that's an app that you can use on your phone. What's great is you can text, but you can also voice record. And so while we're driving, we will always chat back and forth, catch up on life. She's got littles. She's an educator. She also has the TBT store. So we talk about ideas of ways to build curriculum to help teachers. We really just talk about all the things. And so recently... Our conversation was about how she was stepping back into the classroom. She was hybrid, then she was 100% remote, and now she's going back in person, and she's got her own kids. She's trying to figure out one's going to be in pre-K, and one's a toddler, and what does that look like, and a husband whose job is working late hours, and where does that fit in, and all the things that many of you are going through. And she knows that I work with teachers, especially teacher coaches. Um, And one group of teachers I work with is in my mastermind. And we've been talking a lot about the logistical aspects of going from virtual to hybrid to remote and, and the stress of that. And we focus a lot on what the teachers 
are going through. And in this conversation with my friend, I said to her, you know, we never really talk about the students and what they're going through. We talk about the frustration on the teacher's end about the students not showing up for their live sessions or not turning in assignments. They'll, they'll turn in an incomplete Word document so at least they get credit for uh, attaching a page, but there's never anything on it and, and things like that. But we never really, from the student's perspective, talk about everything that's going on and what they must be feeling. And then more importantly, we don't talk about anything more than that of, well, how do we help them? And so through that discussion with her, I said, you know, I think we need to stop and dedicate some time to, although we're all stressed with adjustment, are we even helping students go through this adjustment. I guess we're kind of relying on the parents to help the child cope and deal and strategize. And that's not happening in every home. And we can't control how well it's happening, even if it is happening at all. So not that I want to add to the plate of teachers, but I think it's important for us to really consider how if we're stressed and we have experience with adjustment in general, what it must be like for a lot of these kids who haven't had to adjust, at least not something so rapid. So that's what I want to do today. I want to spend some time unpacking that and deciding what that might look like. So adjustment to me, and not just in this realm of 2020, is a life lesson. It's something all of us need to learn how to do to continue to push through and be productive citizens and learn to not just live in our own safe bubble. It's going to be a tool for success in school. I mean, none of us can really escape this, so we better deal with it and we can cope with it and faster we get, we can embrace new opportunities that might just be even better than the previous ones. We really have to say, Adjustment doesn't have to be scary, even though there's so much unknown on the other side. Adjustment could lead to bigger and better things. It's just uncomfortable when you do something new and when you don't know the path before you, but that's what makes life fun. And so it's all about how we set it up and our rea- own reaction to things that they're they're watching. If we're frustrated or we're scared, or we're timid, then they're going to be that way too. This also got me thinking about when I was teaching third grade and the adjustment from second to third, how big that was and how much I would say, please, second grade teachers, I want you at the end of the year, fourth quarter to do these simple things to help students adjust. So when they get to third, they're ready. Uh, And one of them, this might sound silly, was writing their assignments in their agenda. Teachers were doing it for them. And then they would come into class in third grade. And I'm like, we got to go. Like we got things to do. I can't write it for you. I'm not going to write it for you. This is something that you every day as part of your coming into class need to do. And they would take forever to write it down. I mean, they were all sitting there on task, but forever. So I was like, you've got to start this. So I could write a little faster. And then when I taught fifth grade, a lot of what I was doing since I had that experience of third grade and wanting to partner with second grade so the bridge wasn't so daunting to cross, 
said, okay, I want to talk to a sixth grade middle school teacher so I know what I need to be doing to prepare my own students to go off. And it was switching classes. So we started departmentalizing. So students had to go to different teachers, have longer term assignments with like mini due dates. And then we got away from the mini due dates so that they just had one big deadline and that helped them manage their time by assigning their own mini due dates. That in itself was like a year long thing. (laughs) But other things like just Every day in the operations of the classroom, giving them more and more responsibility as the year went on really helped them prepare for middle school. So my whole point in sharing all these examples is we usually have time to prepare. I had time to chat with second grade teachers. They had time to talk. They planned one special quarter at the end of the year what to do. Or in fifth grade, I had all year to prepare them for this. Well, when virtual learning happened in March of 2020, we didn't have time. Time wasn't on our side. No one saw it coming. And it wasn't just one grade level that needed the help. This was everybody. Everybody had to figure it out and figure it out fast. And things were switching at the last moment. And then when the fall came and everyone had a little more time to prepare, it was still constantly changing as numbers and districts were getting better or getting worse and everyone trying to figure things out. And so this is an unusual time of adjustment. So there's adjustment in on its own. And then there's this adjustment inside a pressure cooker. And you know how you've been dealing with this. And for students, it's just They have nothing to compare it to. Many of us don't even have something to compare it to. But the stress alone is enough to make someone fear the adjustment or not want to adjust or not adjust well. And so we need to think about how we can help them do normal school adjustments. When there's no plan, they just got to jump in. Maybe, you know, they have a new teacher or they have a new schedule or there's just new material to learn. That's all normal school adjustments that we expect. So hopefully we were already preparing students for those things. But then there's COVID school adjustments. If you're in person, you're getting used to limited classmates, your desks being six feet apart, you're having your own personal learning materials, no transitioning to specials classes or to lunch. If you're hybrid, you're adjusting to weird schedule of This day you're here and then you're home and uh, the logistics with parents working their schedules and what that means for students to have someone at home. Um, There's one set of procedures for learning when you're in school and then there's different learning procedures when you're out of school. So you're, you're basically living two lives as a student, which is really hard to switch your brain how you learn in one space and how you learn in the other. They're two totally different things and some students do really well and one versus the other. So teachers being cognizant of that and helping students where they are weak. And then there's just straight virtual adjustments. You've got different online learning portals. Then on top of that, the teachers are trying out different tech tools in the lesson. So you're learning that. You're learning how to learn from a pre-recorded video and rewinding and and maybe it's engaging, maybe it's not. Um, Signing on at the appropriate time so you can have live teaching no in-person support. Uh, I'm thinking like small groups. There's no physical materials. Oh, I'm thinking about math and students needing the manipulatives and, you know, many students having to navigate self-pacing. 
oh, that's so big. And just having so much freedom when you're virtually learning with your schedule that you have to literally make your own. This is when I'm working. This is when I'm doing this so that you can stay productive and not wait forever to get assignments done. So there's normal school adjustments. There's these COVID school adjustments. Then there's COVID life adjustments, like just social distancing is weird, new and different. Wearing a mask, We talked about virtual learning. There's no extracurriculars, really. You have limited options for your own hobbies or activities to do outside of school. Um, Stores are running out of items. Um, Events are being canceled everywhere. So there's so much in their own life that is being adjusted. Plus, their learning environment is being adjusted. And then there's other things like they're another year older. Some are adjusting to having braces or entering puberty or a new step-sibling or they moved recently. So there's other factors in addition to what we've covered that are adjustments. So now this is just compounding adjustments on top of each other. And I say all this to say students sometimes don't know how to navigate all of this. And a lot of times they can't even tell you that they're having trouble navigating it because they've never been in this situation before. So as students are adjusting to more things, but they're doing it in record timing than we've ever had to adjust. So the first, I'm going to give you four steps I want you to follow. So the first one is just acknowledge that adjustment is happening. Do that out loud. It basically gives students permission to say, yeah, I, I am adjusting. I'm struggling or it's crazy or I don't know how I feel about it. Help them notice all the adjustments that are happening in their lives. When they can name it, it's the first step to them dealing with it, coping with it, moving forward with it. But if they aren't noticing them, that just that stress builds and they have a really hard time acknowledging it or being able to label it and process it. So the first thing is for you to get it out there. Acknowledge that it's happening. That opens the door for them to start doing the own work of naming which adjustments that they are struggling with or which ones they're just going through. Step two is to relate to their experiences. So share something that they might feel, oh, I'm going through that too. Your story of adjustment needs to be at their age or at at least related to what they're going through with online learning, which would be hard because that's so different than how many of us grew up. But you're you're the example. You want it to be something that they can identify with. Don't pick an example from your own life that is of adjustments, but something that they would have probably never been able to relate to. Step three, you want to create a safe place. They need to come and vent to discuss things with you, to share. So whether that's an online forum of sorts or you hold office hours or they can journal back and forth to you, however you want them to communicate, you want to have a safe place where they can. And the fourth step is a strategy share. So this is where you're going to help them adjust. So first, you called it out. You acknowledged it. Second, you gave a related experience Third, you created that safe place. So four, you can talk about the strategy. And these strategies can be short and sweet. You could do it kind of in a morning meeting or you could do a short video clip. I'm thinking maybe something every day that's on a very specific adjustment. So for example, you should review your schedule and plan your locker trip 
to pick up your books based on your schedule. So maybe on Mondays, you go after third period, maybe Tuesdays, you go after first period. It really depends on what your schedule looks like for that day. So that would be your tip to help them adjust to, wow, I have a lot of classes and a lot of materials and and how do I orchestrate all of that and stay organized and not be late and not carry my entire locker with me. So that would be a very specific example of an adjustment that you could share in one of your strategy shares versus just a general tip of, hey, review your schedule so you know what's coming up. You almost want to give them the example and talk through how they could work through the solution. And so for an example of some ideas to get your brain going, have them envision their perfect adjustment. So what does it look like in this scenario for me to move through it perfectly? So I gave you an example, review your schedule and decide ahead of time when you're going to the locker and what you're picking up. You can have them plan what it is that they're going to do ahead of time. You can have them practice what they're going to do, chat and get advice from people. So maybe you say, hey, don't forget to ask your parents or your teacher or your friend how they plan on maneuvering this specific adjustment. Always have a prompt somewhere in this process for them to reflect. How did that go day one? How would you do it differently tomorrow? That's that revision piece of, okay, if you could do this again, what would you do differently? Uh, and then also give them an opportunity to get feedback. So if your teacher saw you do X, Y, Z, what do you think that they would say? Or even allow them to get feedback from a peer, from a parent, from you, the teacher. But these would be, all be options for a different strategy that you could share with them. You're basically giving them a moment of time in their day to notice the need for an adjustment and think through how they can be successful with the adjustment. So maybe it's practicing logging in before the assigned time. That way they're not late to the live teaching because they're not sure how to log in. So that would be a strategy. Hey, practice before. This is what it looks like. You could do a Loom video showing them how to do it. And then, okay, now it's time for you to practice. Spend the next three minutes practicing and then I'll see you live at this time. So whatever your strategy is, short and sweet, but again, give them time to be successful with the upcoming adjustment. We want students to feel heard that what they're experiencing is hard. And with that comes a lot of anxiety and emotion. And sometimes they don't even know that they're having an emotional reaction. So that's why it's important to bring it up. Front load a potential hiccup so that when it happens, they aren't as thrown off by it. And they're really going to feel ready and prepared to talk about it. Um, they'll be receptive to your tips too of how to handle it. Oh, and an extra tip. Don't forget to chat with parents about how their child is adjusting. You want to make sure you have the whole picture. So swap information with the parent. Some kids hide the truth from one source or another to you know, appear strong or to not have anyone worry about them or embarrassment. So maybe the parent doesn't have the full story or you don't have the full story. So partner together to help their child be successful. And adjustment is a huge piece to the academic puzzle. And then you add in COVID-19 and virtual learning as a whole other ball of wax. So remember, our jobs as educators is not just to teach content. It's to teach kids. 
We have to prepare them not just for a test or for the next grade level, but we're teaching them to be successful in life. Adjustment's a huge part of life. So if we can prepare them now, they will be successful every time adjustment comes knocking because they're going to get the tools and the practice right now in this safe bubble that you've created for how to navigate it, how to think through it, how to process it, how to reflect, how to tweak, how to try it again. And so what I always tell myself, it is our greatest pleasure to set kids up for success. They are soon going to lead us with whatever their gifts and talents are. So we definitely want them capable of handling adjustment with care, integrity, and peace. If you're struggling with helping students or helping teachers with their students, let's chat. Just shoot me an email, Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com, or you can find me on social media at alwaysalesson. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on supporting students during adjustment, especially moments of unforeseen rapid adjustment. Now, go out and be great because you've just been empowered.